0: Bare naked, bare ABCs. Welcome to the bare naked ABCs, where we we we. Wow! Welcome to the bare naked ABCs, where uh, man oh man. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we discuss each and every Bare naked Lady song alphabetically from Y to 7.
1: Tracy, oh you got to take this seriously. This isn't just fun and games over here.
0: Oh! <laughs> beat me to the punch on that one. <laughs> Welcome as we discuss fun and games this week as we finish off the Fs.
1: F you too.
0: we say a big fu to the f's
1: we've run out of f's to give
0: (laughs) this is a song written by ed robertson if you've never heard the song before here is a quick snippet
2: it was a gag it was all for a laugh they were shocked and they were odd and they were blown in half but in games we were just
0: pulling legs we knew this barrel
1: what album is this song from All right so I actually had no earthly idea when I when I listened to this there was nothing to tip me off so I just listened to it and I thought and I thought and I thought and the song that this most reminded me of was bank job uh so I'm guessing it's from the same album which I believe is bare naked ladies are me How did I do You were so close
0: Oh yeah you're one year off. It's
1: Bare Naked Ladies Are Men, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay. I've, didn't they record those at the same time? They recorded the whole album at the same time okay. and then released the I first album. And then released then. The second.
0: I feel vindicated then. I feel vindicated. And I could see how it has yeah. the same feel as Bank Job. It,
1: it definitely It does is. in a lot of ways.
0: Although it's interesting because I would have almost said that this song was written during the period of time of um, everything everything to everyone like it has a lot of that feel of everything to everyone songs from that ed wrote during that period yeah. as well so bare naked ladies are men is a 2007 release but i don't think this song was written in 2007 2006 i i think the song was written much earlier based on the
1: topic 2004 yeah. or 5 around the around the re-election of yeah, George the, w bush the, is my this guess is a, we'll get into why a very emotional time <laughs> for all of us <laughs>
0: So this is a very, very political song. So yeah. before we get to the surprisingly the meat of emotional. the song, which is the lyrics, which this week, I mean, this is very much the lyrics of the meat of the song. Let's get to the other part of it, which is the music. And I'm going to give it a quick breakdown. Okay. Aaron, here's the the instruments that are on this song.
1: We okay. got Jim on
0: double bass.
1: Yep, we, I hear that.
0: We've got Kevin on the Help and Still piano, which I don't okay. know if you know it it is.
1: I had to look it up. Help and Still piano. No, I don't think I know off the top of my head. So,
0: Help and Still is a company, and they made this truly acoustic piano with soundboards on it between 1974 and 1980, and that was it. This, I think, they made other types after that, but since he calls it specifically a help and still piano, I have to say that that's probably what he's talking about, is a, a piano made from this time. Help so that's, that's interesting that he chose to do that for this song. He also plays synth on this song. Steven plays the acoustic guitar, Ed plays the electric guitar. We get Tyler on drums and percussion. Then we have our woodwinds and brass Carolyn Ricketts is playing piccolo, Rob Carley is on clarinet, Terry Promain is on trombone, and Kevin Turcott is on trumpet. This is a big number, especially when it gets to the bridge that's in the middle. Now, of course, I can't break down the keys and all that stuff, so Aaron, I'm going to turn to you to give us the information on the keys and the beat and all of
1: that. All right, let's break it down. Break down, breakdown, breakdown Aaron's gonna talk about construction and time Okay, Fun and Games was recorded at exactly 122 beats per minute uh, Except <laughs> there is a crazy accelerando A little more than halfway through the song in the bridge It's got some fantastic horn work too It reminds oh. me of some Mingus stuff So the jazz influence is definitely felt here Uh, in both the instrumentation and some of the harmonies and chord choices. It's in the key of G major, just like our song from last week, Fox on the Run. Uh, So we're back in a comfortable place, I think, for Ed's vocal range, probably. Ed, his vocals, it's really, really good. I like his vocals on this one. It's got, like I said before, a similar feel to Bank Job. It's right in that same register, and he's got that same... There's this lilting uh, quality to his voice. It's very. It feels like he's kind of... Spreading his wings and just kind of soaring around. And it's, it's really good. I think he does some really great vocal work on this piece. It's mostly a pop rock song. But it's got those aforementioned jazzy influences that really set it apart and elevate it, in my opinion. It's a fun song. Fun is the word I would most readily use to describe it, which I suppose <laughs> is pretty appropriate. Uh, not necessarily lyrically or, or thematically fun. Uh, But we'll get to that. (laughs) But if you just take the music itself, very fun song. Um, Now, the verse slash intro section is a G to an E minor to D to E flat major. And I have in my notes here, I wrote in parentheses next to that question mark, exclamation mark. It's like I'm doing chess notation and someone made a really weird move. (laughs) Uh, because E-flat major, as you may have guessed from the fact that there's an E minor in this uh, chord progression, is not diatonic to the key of G major. And that's where that, right away you hear that kind of weirdness. Uh-huh. And, and when I think about the theme of the of the song, it actually makes a lot of sense. But there's that weird chord where they jump up and then go right back down. That's them hopping up a half step to E-flat major, which is not does not belong in the key <laughs> of G major, and then going now back down. Now where is that? Now it's played as kind of... Hold on one sec. Let me. It's like right in the very beginning. Um, one sec, let me... Uh, yeah, it's the fourth chord that you hear in the beginning of the song, and it's repeated throughout the verses. So if you're listening to the song, and you're just kind of listening to it, the first three chords sound very natural with each other, and then the fourth chord is just out of place. There's a little bit of what I would call a dissonance in there. Um, now, in jazz, uh, we would sometimes refer to a passing tone, but this would be like a passing chord uh, where a lot of times it'll be like going down or up in a, pro- in a progression like uh, from E to E sharp to F, you know, or from F to F flat to E. But in this case, it's, it's stepping right into D and then moving up and then back down to D. So it moves up sorry, uh, from e- G to E minor to D to E flat, uh, up a half step, then back down to D. So, it kind of steps away from the tonic and then steps back to it. So, it's, it's kind of, it almost gets the feeling of like someone's walk, trying to walk a straight line in a sobriety test and just stumbles for one second. And they put their foot back in the right place. Uh, it just kind of immediately sets this slightly off kilter feel to the tune. There's like something a little manic about it. Uh, which i like a lot it's really cool it's quirky and it's kind of a jazzy thing and i did not expect it you know when i first started listening to the song so right away it hit me with that and i was immediately interested right out of the gate this song had my attention yeah and that e flat major does not belong in that key <laughs> at all uh but it's just it's really nice it's just like steps away for a second that it comes back reels back from it gives the you end. a little dissonance um, so it does and it, it, it immediately sets the tone as a quirky song and kind of You know The song is very, I would say, uh, traditionally beautiful and harmonious in many ways for the most part. But there's that weird, just that one chord that's kind of like, okay, what's going on here? And you don't really get that anywhere else in the song aside from the wonderful bridge, which we will talk about. (laughs) Um, But yeah, right out of the gate, it it caught my attention. Um, So you get that quickly half step up to E flat major, then back down to D. Then, for what I will call the pre-chorus, or B section, we start to walk down. We go to C, and then B minor, and then A minor, and then we bounce back up to the fifth degree, our D minor, so we have a 1-6-5-flat-6, which is the weird key uh, chord there, back to the 5, and then down to 4-3-2-5, and then 2-5-1, of course, the classic turnaround. So 2-5-1 into the chorus, we go landing on our G. So for the chorus, or C section, we have a G... E minor, A minor, C, D, or a 1-6-2-4-5, which is a much more standard progression. In fact, 1-6-2-5-1 chord progressions are very standard in jazz. So again, you have this rock-pop sensibility over these kind of more jazzy chord progressions, and even a little tinkering with passing chords and stepping away from the immediate diatonic. So there's a lot to love here from a musical perspective. Uh, and then we have finally this bridge or our D section um, <laughs> where we start. We have C to G back and forth. And then we kind of start walking down to the low D and then bouncing back up. And then that's when we come to this crazy accelerando, which just starts climbing up chromatically in half steps from C. There goes C to D flat to D to E flat to E, F, G flat, G. It just keeps going up and up and up and up and up and up and up. It leaps all the way up. Uh, when it hits the high g it leaps all the way up to the fifth up to d so it can turn around back to the tonic and land on that g which is so satisfying (laughs) it's uh oh i love the bridge so much it's wonderful so you have uh verse one which is your a section your pre-chorus which is your b chorus, which is your c verse two a pre-chorus b chorus, c bridge or d section with the the, uh, accelerando and the chromatic climb up uh, by which I mean, by the way, if you're not a uh, music major, chromatic just means it's going up in half steps or down in half steps. In this case, they're climbing up in half steps. Which means, um, I mean, it
0: feels like it goes off the ropes. And it just...
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, whoa, something happened. <laughs>
0: we're getting, we're, we've are
1: we left the road and we're driving in the woods right now. Like you
0: can feel your nerves and your anxiety just going up as you listen mm-hmm. to it, which is what it's supposed to do. It's very programmatically
1: appropriate. Yes, exactly. It is programmatic uh so that's our d section then we go back to the a section one more time for verse three then our pre-chorus b which in which by the way i know we're jumping the gun here with lyric but they say did i say that out loud <laughs> in the lyrics so i'm like hmm interesting we'll come back uh, to cover then, that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly and then your c's uh your your chorus so again i have to say i really enjoyed listening to the song and analyzing it the but the uh, structure would be A, B, C, A, B, C, D, A, B, C. Uh, pretty straightforward, but again, deceptively so. Because uh, the song is definitely taking some liberties with what you would traditionally classify as a pop rock song. Um, <laughs> yes. Very, very, very cool. I like it a lot. And musically, it
0: does that. It also does it lyrically, which will come back in a moment. Mm-hmm. I... Yeah, I love the drumming on this. It's very militaristic, which yeah. we'll get back to in a few minutes, like with the uh, yeah, lyrics
1: appropriately enough. Yeah, there's kind of a little drum drum roll march kind of feel going on on the snare drum. Which, uh, yeah, once I started looking at the lyrics, made a lot of sense as well.
0: <laughs> I love it when Tyler does that. He's like, "Let's see what I can throw in there." Um, and then it's offset by Kevin's light piano playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you get this militaristic feel, but then on the other end you get Kevin playing this light keyboard that's supposed to be relaxing, and then it kicks into this full-out rock, fun, carnival-type sound all at once, um, once it kicks into the chorus. It was a gag. It was all for a laugh. The music makes it sound like it's really... so. It's hard to pull out the lyrics and the music separately on this song because they are the song is very programmatic. But in once again, I love this word in a very juxtaposed type of way in that he you have a very sarcastic song. Yes, but it's taken from the point of view of the villain which I'm going to call the villain but I I think and sorry guys if you are politically toward this situation and discussion which we will get to in a moment but I I think very much it, Ed would come out and say, and has come out and said in a lot of ways, including this song, that he is very much against the person that he is singing about in the song.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And I don't think he hides it in the song, and I don't think he's meaning to hide it. He's being very genuine. No,
1: it's pretty on the nose, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Like, to call it tongue-in-cheek, like, he's tongue-in-cheek, but he's doing it at such a level that there's no tongue and cheek in there either. Like he's <laughs> he's hitting it straight home except he's taking yeah. it from the villain point of view. The music sounds like it's fun for these guys to be making these horrible, evil decisions and destructive decisions about the world. And in some ways what I that's what I love about this song is that he's it's making this not fun topic very fun. And once again, like with the bridge, when it goes off the rope, the singer, the, the evil person, is getting a kick out of everything that he's saying. It's almost manic at the, during it. And, and then he stops at the end of the bridge <laughs> and he collects himself and he's back yeah. into his public persona.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's just something, mm-hmm. and I'm going to get into this in a minute, it's something that George Bush Jr. would do sometimes. He would say things that he didn't mean to say, laugh at his own joke, and then he'd catch himself. And he'd act all somber, yeah. like he was a businessman. Suddenly,
1: <laughs>
0: funny, but it's not funny. And this is Ed, like, totally throwing it at it. I also one of the things I like about the the lyrics to break down the scheme, rhyme scheme from it. I like it when a person is telling a story and they decide that they're going to make the rhyme in the middle of the sentence that they're saying just to make that mm. rhyme in there. But they're not like stretching it. They're not like, hey, how can I make this fit? They're just like, you know what, this fits here. And the next line will finish it off here and it's quick enough that it doesn't matter. Um, so you, you get that next sentence to get the rhyme and it, it, at the very beginning. So for an example of this would be we sent in the army. they sounded alarms. We saw it coming from yeah. a mile away. like <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna like roll into this sentence.
1: <laughs> Primus does that a lot, I've noticed.
0: Yes. So Aaron, let's get into the lyrics. Okay. And we're going for for people who are very, very pro Bush, now's the time to fast forward to the rating section because this
1: I mean if you like this song I I'd like look, maybe this is a naive <laughs> thing for me to say on the internet. I'd like to think that we can have a mature discussion about this without people getting upset. Uh I look I am pretty anti-war, you know? I mean, if it, if it's, uh, you know, World War II or something where clearly, you know, there's someone has to be stopped, I can agree that maybe war is a necessary evil. But I think war should definitely be a last resort, you know? <laughs> and it seems like, just in my opinion, the last few decades, it really hasn't been. It's been more of a plan B or plan A sometimes. Correct. So i think it should be plan Z. <laughs> you know <laughs> or maybe all
0: other things prior yeah, to this point it should we're be left. the
1: very last option but that's just you know that's my opinion uh and i think but that it's yeah Ed's I, mean, opinion. I wouldn't think that would be that controversial but <laughs>
0: i mean ed starts it off in the beginning of the song saying mm-hmm. we kept it off radar because we had to say mm-hmm. our intentions were to save the day He's saying, like, this war, and we'll get into a second what which war he's talking about, this war (laughs) was not really a war of necessity. We want to make it sound like it is. We want to give the pretense. But, no, Mm -hmm. this war, when it comes down to it, was because we wanted something out of it. And we wanted all these things that I'm about to tell you about out of this. And he doesn't. If, like I said, if you're very pro George Bush, now's the time to, to, to jump forward. Because <laughs> I'll, I will be totally honest, this isn't necessarily my view. This is Ed's view. Ed is very mm-hmm. anti Bush throughout this whole entire song, but in oh, sounding like in a very pro Bush sort of way. And if you don't get the tongue in cheek of this, then we have very different views of, of bare naked ladies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty clear, <laughs> and, I, and the sarcasm I, is dripping off the page.
0: Well, I ha- I say this because there are people out there, Aaron, that listened to Weird Al's "Trigger Happy" and actually believed it was a <laughs> pro gun song. Like walked up to him at the end of a concert for a signature and said to him, like, yeah, "That's my I'm trigger favorite happy too. song. <laughs> like I am so glad that you sang about this because I totally agree. I carry a gun around me all the time." And Al was really afraid in the moment that he (laughs) met these people there are people that really honestly aren't able to get the tongue-in-cheek of certain songs this one would be very much along the same lines
1: well isn't it poe's law there exists people of extreme beliefs uh so therefore all satire unless you know the the source can easily be mistaken for sincerity these days
0: that totally fits (laughs) so if you're if you do not agree with the sentiments of this song i will leave you to your beliefs but please fast forward because we're about to get into what ed's what i feel ed is really saying with this song so all the references in this song are very flamboyantly anti-bush administration and the decisions around the iraq war yes the only thing they could do to make this more pointed would it would be if they had finished the song with Bush's laughter, <laughs> which is what I'm gonna post in right here. I'm gonna finish the song and put Bush's Hello. laughter at the very
1: end.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: Mission accomplished. Uh, I, I feel like this isn't, the, you know, honestly, I don't think this is going to even be that controversial because even it seems like the vast majority of the Republican Party these days are not even in support of the Iraq war. Like everyone realizes it was a mistake. Um, it, it's not a very popular war. It was, I would say second, perhaps only to Vietnam.
0: I, and you know what? The stats agree with that. And one of the things I was going to get into is there are a lot of countries that backed us up with this, with, with the Iraq war. Oh, yeah. Canada was not one of them. Canada and France and Germany were three of the countries that came out vehemently against this war and said that it was absolutely unnecessary for us to take the steps that we did.
1: Good for you, Canada.
0: And I don't think it was controversial at all for Ed to take the stance at that time, considering where he was singing it from. Yeah. A little bit about the Iraq War. It began on March 19th, 2003 lasted just over a month at the end of it bush put in the first transitional government now this goes into ed's line of we made it we kept it all long range and made a regime change that in his point of view what he's saying is that was the whole point of this war was we're going in there just to pull out the government that's there and put our own in and that's what we want and they're going to hide it behind all this other stuff now for those who don't know the Iraq war, it started off mostly with long-range missile attacks, specifically on Saddam Hussein's own personal palace. As a matter of fact, the, the invasion was preceded by an airstrike right on the presidential palace on March 20th, which is what they're saying when they said they kept it off radar. Um, it's referring to this attack, as well as a number of other attacks that happened in precision quickly afterwards. Then they held elections in 2005, which were so successful That the U.S. Army actually remained there in Iraq until 2011. That's a really successful invasion. Good job, United States. By the way, (laughs) if you didn't get it, that's sarcasm.
1: And in case you can't tell, (laughs) I'm being sarcastic.
0: Now, they said that the whole point was to go in to disarm Iraq from weapons of mass destruction, specifically around chemical weapons and nuclear weapons. Which they were never able to find except for the chemical weapons, which were over that three we gave decades them? old, and we gave them. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs>
1: That's like that scene, was it in Shane? It was like one of those cowboys where the bad cowboys like goes over to the kid and throws a gun at his feet, and he's like, pick it up. So I <laughs> no, mister, I don't want no trouble. <laughs> Pick it up, and he finally does, and he shoots him. because "You all saw he had a gun. Exactly. That's that's that was the United States in the Iraq War, pretty, pretty much." much. <laughs> it's
0: funny because the Iraq War, the Iraq people didn't want us there. They protested us being there. We posed it, and and Bush posed it that we were doing this to to free the Iraqi people, but they had no interest in us being there.
1: Well, according to Bush, there were terrorists. I'm not sure what it was that was terrorist, but something was terrorist. Um and uh there was there was an access of evil. maybe maybe he meant an excess of evil. I'm not I'm not sure. It's, <laughs> someone's gonna take that seriously too. But.
0: They are <laughs> they, Ed is playing around with his words throughout this whole song.
1: Oh yeah. There's a lot of great wordplay and, and, and
0: So for example It's a very
1: cleverly written tune.
0: And they were shocked and they were awed. For those who don't realize yeah, shock, and, uh, shock and awe was what bush called the attack plan with throwing missiles yeah. at them and then coming in with the forces the next day <clears throat> and then they were blown in half yeah that sounds about right with what happened during this war
1: i was i was researching the lyrics and i i noted somebody had posted about this and said at some point, uh, they mentioned pulling your leg, and they said, could this be a reference to people being amputees because of landmines or mm-hmm. improvised explosive devices? Very dark humor, if so. Gallows humor, oh, yeah. which they mentioned the gallows they later on in a song, so how appropriate. It. Yeah.
0: Um, he also, you would have thought it would have been a gas. Chemical a weapons gas. were yeah. the big thing yeah, that exactly. we were supposedly fighting in this war. <laughs> um, and then it got ugly, and we sat around smugly, enjoying, because... You bought our little joke because 60% of people in the United States said, yes, we should have gone in. <laughs> so yeah, if they, the U S bought their little joke, it gets back to this really sarcastic thing of put a smile on we are the ones that you selected? Like we're here. You, you put us, Yeah, you voted for this. this you reelected fault. us. <laughs> exactly. You just yeah. reelected us. And guess what? Now we're taking away your rights. <laughs>
1: So one of my favorite—I know—I always have to reference another musician <laughs> in every episode. One of my favorite Isn't bands, Firewater. <laughs> no, it's not actually. For once, uh, one of my favorite bands, Firewater. He uh, <laughs> said, "He said they might be giants." Because I, I always refer—I oh, always I, reference. I, I, they might I be was giants. wondering
3: if you said what Radiohead. Radiohead. I always—I love
1: Radiohead, obviously a lot. Uh, but no, yeah. So uh, one of my favorite bands, Firewater. Todd A., the vocalist and, and the lyricist and composer for the group, he um, was extremely disheartened when Bush got reelected, And at the same time, he had a terrible, nasty divorce, and he lost the house as well as his wife. Wow. Uh, so he moved, he sold everything he had and moved over to Turkey <laughs> and wow. uh, and reformed his band. And he started to incorporate, like, world music and, like, interesting like uh middle eastern instruments into his like kind of punk rock aesthetic and yeah. made the one the best album of his career in my opinion after that called the golden hour uh and he actually has a lyric in a song called this is my life i lost my home and i lost my wife this is no joke this is my life <laughs> and in one of the verses he says new suit of clothes same emperor which of course referring to bush right so <laughs> just i kind of had to think of that when i was listening to this song because of all the on the nose of the bush and iraq references
0: oh like all over the place. It's a great little jingle. <laughs> it <laughs> is. You should listen to it sometime, Jason. <laughs> Which leads us back to the bridge. When things go off, yes, the rock my favorite
1: part of the song. And
0: all the blame will be deflected. The forest will be unprotected.
2: The nation's war will be. Erected. The nation is resurrected. The new city is genuflected. The gallows will be respected. The gallows will be erected. And all.
1: I'm going to let you, so, do you want to
0: take the lyric story of yes, this? Yes,
1: I, I will. Okay, because I, you, I was gonna, I was anticipating you asking me what my favorite lyric was in the song. And I was going to reply, the entire bridge. So <laughs> all the blame will be deflected. Dude, the you it's forest... a good song when
3: the bridge is the best part. The bridge is the best <laughs> part,
1: yeah. A lot of the time. Um, and all the blame will be deflected. The forest will be unprotected. The nation's poor will be neglected. Creation myth is resurrected. A new salute is genuflected. A gallup pole will be respected. A gallows pole will be erected. <laughs> all this will go undetected. It's I, I just lost it. That's like the first time I heard is it. Building it so fantastic. No like
3: people that don't care to listen. To yeah. Exactly. The exactly. <laughs>
1: yeah it's fantastic it's uh and it, this while the song is like speeding up and going uh, you can just feel the tension oh. rising and i i feel like maybe this is a, a reflection of you know at, at the the turning point where people start to really question the war publicly because i think after 9-11 for the, like the next five years even there was this real hesitance in the in the media and everywhere to to question the patriotism of the war and, and anything like that, you didn't want to be. And we started having people say, "Well, I support the truth, but not the war," or something like that. They're just like trying to be like, "Look, I'm I'm I love my country. It just maybe we shouldn't be bombing these people." Um. So yeah, I feel like maybe this was the reference to things kind of going off the rail and the thread starting to be pulled and the, the sweater unraveling.
0: And that is really in uh, 1984's way, compa- like really. Warning us of where this is heading at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is why I say he, I think he wrote this in 2004, not like late 2007 when it was recorded and released. This is like right after it happened or in the midst of it happened. It had to have been like he's trying to warn us, you know, a new salute is genuflected. A Gallup poll yeah. will be respected. Gallows poll will be erected. Like <laughs> all this is going to go undetected. Pay attention, people.
1: <laughs> Which really sums up. The song really well. Like I think the the bridge is a nice encapsulation of the entire song. It's a, this playful tune, but it's a very dark subject and disturbing subject matter. I love that juxtaposition, and the song is very near and dear to my heart because of it. It's uh, it's one of my favorites I've heard recently.
0: And this is this is the spot where you could easily put in George Bush's laughter right at the end of this bridge. Like where, <laughs> where all of a sudden he, he laughs, and then he's like, oh, yes. oh, wait, wait, well you weren't in on this joke. Back to my public face.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't show my my wolf in sheep's clothing grin.
0: And then it comes back to the most dark lines I think of the whole entire song in that last verse. What? While you all slumbered, we count. We sat and crunched numbers of all the casualties we could afford. There's no need mm. to draft them. You could hear us laugh. Mm. The poor and black all need the room and board. Oh, wait, wait. Did yeah. I say that out
1: loud? Yeah, did I say that out loud? It um, it reminds me very much of the cold and calculated term uh, collateral damage, which is used uh, so disrespectfully, in my opinion, to refer to people who are non-combatants who happen to be killed by drone strikes or bombs. Uh, collateral damage is such a cold term. It sounds like, oh, well, we, I don't know, there you got a little soot on the wall of that uh, general store over there. No, no, no. we're, you know... <laughs> children's hospitals being blown up. You know, it's, Literally. It's a little more, yeah, yeah. I'm not even, that's not, that's not me making that up. That happened. So, you know. And then it, them saying uh, it was
0: a palace. No, that was not yeah, a palace.
1: Trying to remove the emotional, and actually I referenced Vietnam earlier, and I think in the song they talk about how they're trying to kind of push it away. Vietnam, the, the response was so visceral in protest against it because it was the first war where they had live footage from reporters who were flown out there and they were showing the horrors of that war and people were actually seeing it for the first time uh so when that's what they did shock and awe and they tried to make it as much of a bombing campaign as possible and not have troops on the ground and not certainly not have news media uh close to the actual horror to try and make, sanitize the the image of the war
0: this has gotten very dark as i guessed it would um, yes. but I, I think one person summed it up really nicely in the songmeetings.com um, or actually it might have been underneath the um, on the bottom in the comments for the YouTube video of this uh, it's not a video but it's just the music playing with, with pictures put up um, isn't that kind of what a video is though um, <laughs> the person said <laughs> music and enough people poor so they'll have enough They'll do anything for cash, even sign up. It ensures you have a steady number of troops. Since it's the most, mostly the poor suffering, the rich can laugh, laugh, laugh.
1: Well, it's an interesting point. And uh, in recent years, I, I was horrified at people suggesting that we reinstate the draft. But here's the thing. It, the draft, at least, if it's actually done correctly, which it won't be if we do it. But if it was done fairly, then that means the senator's son <laughs> has the equal chance... Uh, as the, I was going to say the blacksmith's (laughs) son, but what are we in the 1600s? As the, uh, the McDonald's worker's son, I don't know, uh, uh, of going to war. means that, uh,
3: we can get drafted too. Yeah, uh, right, right.
1: And so, uh, but the thing is, I feel like then, because right now it very much, we, we like to sweep it under the rug and say, well, people are doing this by choice, but maybe you really don't have much of a choice if you're, you're that poor, you know, and if you want to go to college, um. So yeah, I do think that it kind of unfairly uh, impacts uh, the uh, the unwealthy, the less wealthy amongst us.
0: Well, and it's and in some ways meant to by creating these incentives of like we'll pay you well.
1: Unless you have bone spurs. If you have bone spurs and then you don't have to fight.
0: <laughs> it's meant to. Like we we will pay for you to go to college. We will pay like who who benefits from that yeah. other than the people who can't already pay to go to college? We will pay, take those people and put them in danger. It's seen as an incentive yeah, exactly. and it's seen as a positive, exactly. but it's not what the intention is behind it.
1: Tracy, I, I, we're going to now take this time to announce our politics <laughs> podcast. Politics, 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 politics.
0: I knew this, is, this week would go dark. I won't even listen to NPR. <laughs>
1: Where we, in which we discuss how terrible things have gotten in the world on a daily basis.
0: I don't think NPR would even go this dark. (laughs) Like, Ed Ed took this to a new level, and I knew this in in covering this song, that we were going to come to this.
1: I feel like if we did a politics podcast in this day and age, we'd have to start every episode by going, It's enter date. The world has gone to
0: So before we go too far back down this rabbit hole, because we will.
1: I wish Michelle were here. And Bobby.
0: Oh, uh, this would be interesting at that point. <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear Michelle's point of view. Michelle, what's your thoughts on this and your rating?
4: <laughs> hey guys, this is Michelle. My thoughts on Fun and Games, which came out in 2007, 2007 rather, I think was the year. Um, but I think it's more applicable today than it's ever has been. Uh, the thing that struck me from the album version from, um, Bare Naked Our Men, what struck me right off was the marching percussion at the beginning. Anytime I hear that kind of, you know, parade march, uh, snare drum percussion that always kind of puts me in a weird spot. Like it's, it feels really sad. Like, you know, they're marching off to war. Like that's what it sounds like. Um, and, then there's the melody, which the chord progression is a little uneasy making. Like it doesn't quite go where I expect it, or it goes a little past where I expect it's going to. And that kind of throws me for a loop. Um, and the melody never really settles down. It's, I mean, yes, the overall song has kind of a pop Feeling to it, but with this sense of unease underneath, and then we get into the bridge, and it's you know changes style altogether, and it's going off the rails. Um, and I actually think the bridge in the bathroom sessions with Ed just playing on his guitar really captures that going off the rails kind of feeling on the bridge. Um, so I think when this song came out. I didn't really think much of it. I mean, sure, things are crazy or whatever, but now listening to the song, like, holy moly, here we are. This is a perfect song for our times. The world is insanity and chaos, and this song really captures that. Um, Plus the laissez-faire of the world leaders. like They don't give a crap about the quote-unquote little people all of the rest of us on planet Earth. You know, they've... Anyway, the the lyrics are really insightful. The um, melody is, I think, purposefully uneasy. I'd love to hear Aaron's take on this. Um, It's really good. I'm giving it a four um, because... The the sense of chaos that this song captures while still sounding friendly, it's kind of amazing. Like, if you really think about what's happening in the world today and listen to this song, it's kind of unsettling and amazing and so interesting. Uh, but they nailed it. They captured it better than they probably thought they did. Um, yeah, so that's it. I give it a four it's it's really good but also really upsetting the bathroom sessions are good it's a good song but it's makes me uneasy and that's the truth all right i hope you all have a great week talk to you soon all right aaron
0: yeah it's time for your rating how many yes sir how many chemical weapons do you give this song (laughs) wow Was was that wrong
1: well, Should I have no, I have blown I'm, I'm a, up bodies. Look, it's a it's a dark uh, dark humor in the song, dark humor in the rating. I like it. At first, I was considering rating it on par, or maybe even just slightly below "Bank Job" because I really do like that song quite a lot. It's very playful and fun. But after listening to "Fun and Games" many times, and especially considering that fantastic accelerando bridge section. I have to say that I think I like "Fun and Games" just slightly more than "Bank Job," which is really surprising to me. Uh, The lyrics are slightly more deep and poignant. Um, They are definitely uh, (laughs) on the nose, but they are—they're you know—they're funny in a dark way, and uh, they're—they're—they're kind of a a really important subject. I wrote several songs with similar subject matter in college for my band. I would easily seek out either "Bank Job." or Fun and Games to listen to again because they're just both great. But I think I'm going to end up giving Fun and Games a very respectable 4.4 out of 5 non-existent WMDs.
0: <laughs> oh, I, okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, I got to change this now. That's that's our new <laughs> non-existent...
3: What are you, harsh? WMDs. What are you, usually harsh? So that's pretty good. Yeah, I,
1: I'm... I'm I, <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm pretty mm, tough. I'm a tough crowd. I
3: know? <laughs> tough judge of music. That's how he knows that my music taste is top tier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And no. Becca, you've been you've been piping in throughout this whole time. Yeah, you want to like <laughs> what? What do you, you get this? How, jump many, in here? how many non-existent WMDs? Do hold you hold get on, this song?
1: can we can we can we can we pause? Yep. Well, not pause, but can we just stop for a moment and let her listen to the song? Sure. I would love to get her uh, her thoughts on this. This is a fun one.
0: She's our guest this week.
3: Okay, well, <laughs> where to begin? So, Jonathan, the first Colton. thing that comes to mind. Yeah. Tell me more about Are that. You, Okay, so like, I definitely, it's definitely mostly like vocal style and song style, like with the way that his transitions are in this, like, it's, it, it reminds me a lot of Jonathan Colton's style. I don't know, really, how would you, how would you like, describe that?
1: Yeah, I. You know what I mean? I completely agree. I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Colton and I can't believe I didn't pick up on that until you said it but yeah it's very the vocal style is very reminiscent it's got this really playful but a lot of his stuff is very satirical and biting in the same way like it it sounds very very fluffy and and it sounds fun but then you listen to the lyrics and it's like oh god that's horrifying (laughs) so can you guys think of a specific song that
0: would be a good example of that for me to put in here
3: i mean i feel like uh what what is it uh wish now i only want you gone
2: again it's gone on too long tell you how it ends i'm sitting on the edge with my two best friends one's a bottle of pills and one's a bottle of Yes. That song's great
3: for that. I mean, a lot of the context is kind of like sewn into Portal 2 because the song was kind of created for that Mm. game. But like it's very obvious, like the satirical kind of playfulness, like that they have, you know, woven in lyrically that like when you play the game and you hear it i mean even if you just hear it you can tell it's just this captures it in the same way like the whole like did i say that out loud type of thing Mm. but the first thing that really captured me about this song was that it's kind of like a song wearing a glamour Mm. so like in disguise yeah it's in disguise and i absolutely love songs like that like I have shown you a couple of songs mm. like that Like Bullet by Hollywood yeah. Undead is very like that It's a song entirely about suicide But it's to this very like uplifting Like happy-go-lucky mm. tune type of song So like it really, it disguises itself in that kind of way My legs
2: are dangling off the edge. Full of pills didn't work again I put a bullet in my head and I'm
4: gone, 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 gone
1: say fun and games satire in disguise
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's so funny i feel like another thing that really catches me about this is what's m- so interesting to me about songs like this is that you know that it comes from a place where like how am i going to get someone to listen to the truth hmm You know, and, like, it's kind of where that and the whole, like, everyone, you know, it wears a glamour the same way that everyone in life wears a glamour because they don't want, you know, society does not want to admit that there's shit going wrong. Mm -hmm. This wears a glamour the way that the news wears a glamour. You don't see what actually happens in other countries, like, during these wars because they choose what what they want you to see. Mm -hmm. So in a lot of ways, yeah, in a lot of ways, this kind of like is in that meat of the the middle. And that's especially what's so interesting. Like a lot of people are so wary to get out of their comfort zone and the whole like the poor and the black all need the room and board. Did I say that out loud? It's because like he's it's very tongue in cheek, kind of like this would never get away. Like I would never get away Mm -hmm. with saying something like that if it wasn't in this form. True. you know what i mean very true like the same way that like comedy is like you can get away with a lot of stuff being mm. up on a comedy stage than you could if you said it just randomly on the streets and it's very interesting how the same person that'll laugh at the joke in a crowd like that will be the first person to get offended on the street if someone said it very true I definitely feel like I get vibes like that from here. Like they took two completely separate like entities and made it one in the way that it's a very fun song. And at first you probably don't realize it, unless like you're like me and Aaron, <laughs> who we like love listening to like the lyrics and stuff like But another thing, like, I feel like it kind of reminds me of Melanie, too. Like, Melanie Mm. Martinez, because, like, her whole thing, she kind of, like, hides behind this, like, child persona, but she, like, describes a lot of really, like, f***ed up things that happen to children, like, when they're younger and things that they experience. So, no one would just blatantly talk about war like this and be heard, you know, because no one wants to hear it, so... Or people I mean, are ready I think to That's hear especially it. Yeah, exactly. And in a way, it's kinda like the people that aren't ready to hear are mm. the kind of people that are probably gonna be listening to songs that are uplifting like this mm, one. Right. <laughs> talk about Maybe this, they're yeah. trying to, you know, creep Sneak up out. on someone's iPod like <laughs> <laughs> Hey, open your eyes, people, you know. I would have
0: loved to have seen this on a top forty. You oh yeah, absolutely.
3: No, and you know, that's Sometimes songs like this do, though. like, And maybe um, Ed was hoping
0: for that. Like, hey, if I hide it in this glamour, if I really kind of put it behind this poppy, happy-type sound, then maybe it'll get out there, and then people will have to start to realize what's really going on.
3: Yeah, exactly, because then they're going to be like, oh, I actually like that song, and then the more they listen to it, the more they're going to realize. I feel like that's like the greatest purpose that songs can really, like, serve so
0: all right so from your opinion honestly zero to five how many non-existent wmds would you give this song
3: you know i'm not as harsh and also (laughs) i it's very i don't want to say easy but like i feel like i'm a little less harsh like when it comes to things that are pleasing to my ears. So I'm going to give this probably like... I think that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm going to give this at least a 4.6. Like This is going to end up on my phone Spotify playlist once I get (laughs) off here. For sure. (laughs) So
0: still I'm the highest on the rankings, but that's okay. We're all on the high fours on this, so...
3: Great minds think alike. It'll be
0: interesting to see what Michelle gives this song.
3: (laughs) Yeah, going in blindly, like, not knowing anyone else's scores, I'd be very interested to know if she, uh, where it sits yeah, for definitely. her.
0: All right, so now I need to do my wonderful appearances. Oh, I haven't given my rating yet. <laughs> I might want to do that. Maybe. I love this song.
3: I mean, it's just showing. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: know what? Never mind. Screw it. <laughs> um, I love this song. I, it's rocking. It's satirical. It's very dark, um, which Aaron's probably like, Tracy, I never knew that you loved dark music, <laughs> but I do. Um, it's At the same time, it, it really makes me feel icky as I listen to this song. It makes The more times I listen to it, the more it gives me that clench.
3: Makes your stomach kind of yeah, churn. Yeah, but, but that's what it's supposed to like do. Like the puckered butthole kind of feel. <laughs> you kind of like, my... <laughs> did he just say that? He really just said that. <laughs> so
0: uh, it, it works perfectly. It's what it's supposed to be doing. Um, and yet it, it's perfect for the situation. Um, the other thing I like is that you have the crescendo that that's kind of going on during that bridge. And it... Oh my
3: God, I totally forgot. I was going to say something. Uh, about go that. ahead. Go, go on. Oh, I was just going to say like, that kind of tied in too. like I love how like that's kind of resembling of like showbiz you know show theater like there's a lot of like playfulness Mm. in you know the measures and stuff like like you know swapping between time and signatures and stuff like that or speeding up slowing down crescendo
0: you just reminded me what the song sounds like and what it reminds me of so much other than Day in the Life, which is that crescendo in the middle piece, which very much, yes. and I think they, and I, you won't hear me say this often, I think they do it better than the Beatles even at this point with this song. I feel
3: like it makes more sense here because the chaos is more yes. fitting.
0: It fits pro- programmatically with what he's trying to get across
3: exactly it's kind of like all that information being thrown at you at once it's like exactly how it feels as someone that's taking in all of this information they feel like everything's just being thrown at yep. them you know
0: but here's the part i want to get aaron's reaction to this song reminds me of chicago specifically of razzle dazzle give
1: them
2: the old three ring circus stun and when you're
4: in trouble go into your dance oh you
1: are stiffer than a girder that lets you get away with murder razzle dazzle them and you got a romance
0: uh, more even specifically reach for the gun I yet
1: so yes, oh, yes. yeah it's got that dark
0: dark humor that we've got it going and it builds throughout the whole thing (laughs) as it's getting more and more frenetic and it's about fooling the media and i think that fits perfectly into this, I love that. this whole idea that's in the song um i wish i could could meld the two songs because i love i love those three songs all together and just this in some ways is that so given all of that my rating is a 4.8
3: very nice sir on the i think you scored higher than <laughs> i did all of us. <laughs> He voted uh, a 4.8 solid. Yeah,
0: No, it's it's up there. I love this song. Um, And it wasn't until I listened to it again this week that I reminded myself of exactly how much I love this song. So I'm going to go to the exact opposite end of the spectrum, both alphabetically for the Fs, as well as numbers-wise. We didn't cover the song Faith, because they covered... George Michael's song Faith, but they didn't do it on any of the albums. They only did it when they did it on the Ships and Dips tour. And I'm glad that we didn't, because it is a horrible rendition. (laughs) I'm gonna post it up there. Oh
3: man, that's huge coming from you.
0: (laughs) I I possibly would give this this appearance a zero. But I think it's important to put in there because we have to rank things and, and there has to be an absolute bottom. To compare everything on. And this is just utter chaos and a mess. Everyone is that they had on the cruise is coming. All, all the acts are coming to one spot to kind of do a final song. And people are singing off key. They've blown out their voices. It's off beat. It's horrible. It's a train wreck. Oh,
3: no.
0: <laughs> and so I put, I'm put, i going to put it up there for people to listen to. So they have a good idea of what my absolute bottom is ends up being (laughs) all right so becca yes we talked a lot about george bush tonight almost nothing bad is ever said about laura bush though like she is like totally left off the radar she was quiet during most of her her time that she was in he was in office people don't have a lot of bad things to say with about her i don't think she's a good match for george so you know who i think george should have ended up with who He should have ended up with a gangster girl. (laughs) So that's the song we're gonna cover next week is Gangster Girl. Nice.
3: I see how you segwayed right into that.
0: (laughs) Aaron missed the segue this week. Sorry, Aaron.
3: You should've heard that segue. It was amazing.
0: You didn't see it coming. No. Hey, Becca. I didn't.
3: I was like I was like, I hope he's not asking for my opinion on uh, Laura because I know nothing about her. (laughs) like uh, where is
0: this going <laughs> Aaron often gets that look in his eyes too like wait where is he going with this what's he going to say like wait a
3: minute i didn't prepare <laughs> for this
1: <laughs> now where can people go to see and hear more of the lovely and talented it. Oh, the... what internet show could they possibly
3: what are you talking about
1: what, where where could they possibly see like, more like i mean if see... we're
3: talking music i do have a soundcloud Ooh. no <laughs>
1: Well, the song's name is Fun and Games, and we play games. Like, where could they
3: literally oh. see you <laughs> Oh once yeah, a week? <laughs> Controller Throwers, man. <laughs> On twitch.tv slash controller throwers. <laughs> and make sure you put the T. Be there v- or be square. <laughs> be around it's us. twitch.tv, yes. not twitch.com.
0: Don't make that mistake, people.
3: Yeah, not twitch.tv.com not
0: you know, the twitch.tv.com oh, <laughs> no we don't want Twitch your
3: TV. you know we don't want your credit card being fished. so no. so
0: twitch.tv controller throwers you get to see aaron you get to see becca they have a lot of fun to even In toos exactly toos if you remember them. our alcohol episode you get to see toos again and uh Especially if they're if they're playing head to head, you get to see get to see Becca and Aaron go head to head, and it's pretty pretty interesting friction that goes on there. Uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, throwing them under the bus. <laughs>
0: but it's all fun
3: and games. How... Sometimes. <laughs> <bad. laughs> Most of the time, and they're
0: back. You guys are back on pretty consistently again, which is great.
3: Yeah, we're really excited to get back into streaming, especially because now we've got a lot of really cool stuff to look forward to. Like in uh, March next year, Final Fantasy VII remake comes out, so all updated graphics. Pretty excited about that. Going to be streaming that for sure, and of course, Persona Five Royal. Recently, mm-hmm. we've been mm-hmm. doing. Catherine Full Body, will definitely be doing it in the future. So if anyone wants to check that out, that'll definitely be happening. And you guys are
0: hilarious. You have a weeks. lot of fun, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely, ten ten recommend. <laughs> and what days do you tend
0: to stream? <laughs> what times?
3: uh usually on thursdays is the most consistent we're trying to get more consistent on the weekends but usually it's from eight to ten eastern standard sometimes you run a little over <laughs> yep eastern standard time
0: <laughs> and the other one i'm hoping you guys go back to at some point because it was it was really fun to watch you do it was the bat the telltale batman
3: oh yes okay yep i definitely want to finish that Um, I haven't played any since I streamed because I specifically wanted that one to be a stream game because I absolutely love doing Telltale games as like stream games. Mm. I think that they're really fun to watch and interact with and kind of, you know, ask the audience, which, you know, answer, what do you have picked? (laughs) (laughs) And have
0: you guys done the Wolf and Sheep, uh, the Wolf Among Us version of that yet?
3: Um, I know Aaron's played the Wolf Among Us. I haven't played it yet. It's really sad that we won't get a second one, I've heard. We, we might now. They, they're, we
1: they're, might? they're possibly yeah, coming back. the rights to Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us.
3: Holy... Yeah. I would love uh, to umbrella. see you play
1: both The Wolf Among Us and The
0: Walking Dead version games of those.
3: Yeah, I remember watching... I used to keep up a lot with The the Walking Dead game when it first came out because that's got like what eight chapters now i think think. it's up to that well i mean it's finished but it's definitely got at least eight if not more but yeah i definitely want to play it um i'm not sure if they have that on ps4 or i'm probably gonna want to get it on on steam anyway so
0: so join becca and Aaron when they do that is a lot of fun and uh thank you guys for joining us and join us next week as we discuss gangster girl
3: Gangsta girl be there or be square <laughs> or be shot in
0: the oh, head Oh <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah that too bang bang finger guns <laughs>